Hello and welcome to everyone listening to the Written in Melanin podcast, the place where you come to get your weekly dose of melanated creativity. I'm your host, Sam Lockhart, an author of fantasy books featuring black girls who aren't all that nice and the owner of the Melanin Library, an online database of books written by black authors. And in this space, I share with you everything I've learned on my journey as a black and indie author. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to episode number 35, you guys. We have officially crossed into the threshold into 2023. And since the new year brings with it a fresh 365 days to work with, it generally comes with a new set of resolutions for a lot of people, including writers. So if you have decided that this year is the year that you are going to write your book, then right now is a good time to discover or rediscover what your productivity looks like. I want to let you guys know that the sponsor book for this podcast episode is Kill the Beast by Coco DeVore. This paranormal erotica follows Mara Daniels, who was looking forward to living a quiet and simple life. But her new home in Butter Lake offers more than picturesque views, including one wolfishly handsome bookstore owner, Declan Branagh. Secrets cloud the beauty of this village and extend past its border to its people. Declan knows what lurks behind the friendly smiles, but once the secrets of Butter Lake get a hold of Mara, they might not let go. If you're interested in grabbing this book, then head over to melaninlibrary.com to read the full description and grab a copy of the book. Purchasing from us helps to make sure that the Melanin Library remains a free resource online for everyone to use. And if you're an author and you want to see your book advertised here, then check out our services page on the website. Now let's get into the rest of this podcast. All right, you guys, so let's go ahead and talk about productivity because at the beginning of the year, that is what is on everyone's mind. Everyone's trying to figure out how they can maximize their productivity, how they can be better than last year, how they can reach their goals. They're doing their vision boards, they're planning, they're filling out their calendars, they're buying brand new planners, buying all the stickers to go into it. And as writers, we are, I'll say doubly you know, perceptible to that because we love notebooks. We love a good notebook. We love a good journal. We love planning out things. But the key here is to follow through. So there are a couple of things that I have found over my time of being a writer where it's just like, you really kind of need to know this about yourself in order to maximize your productivity for the year. And it's a journey. It's something that is constantly changing. So even if you know what your process is, it never hurts to sit down and reevaluate, you know, where you're at, what's working for you, what's not working for you, what you need to change, so on and so forth. So there are a couple of main areas that I feel like if you're trying to pin down how to be most productive as a writer, or if you're trying to like reevaluate what makes you most productive as a writer, there are a couple places to start. And the first one, the big one is always time. So I'm going to say this first so we can go ahead and get it out of the way. I am not one of those people who believes that you need to write every day. I know that is standard writing advice. And if this is your first time tuning into the podcast or my YouTube channel or any of my platforms, and this might be the first time that you hear me say this, you do not have to write every day to be a writer. I think that is a very privileged standpoint to say that, oh, in order to be an author, you have to write every single day. Uh, The world is not set up like that. Life is not set up like that. And for most people, that doesn't work. So that being said, you should know what times you're most productive. So give yourself time to experiment and find out what times you can most effectively harness your creativity on command. Because at the end of the day, if you want to be an author and you want to be able to write on a schedule and to meet a deadline, then you are going to have to learn this skill of how to harness your creativity to be like, okay, I'm going to sit down for this 
30 minutes, hour, two hours, three hours, this day, whatever your time frame is, you have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to sit down for this time and I'm going to write. For some people, it's a little bit more sporadic, but for most people, it is going to be like, oh, I am more creative in the morning or I'm more creative in the afternoon or I'm more creative after I've spun around in a circle three times and then sat down at my desk in the dark. You know, whatever your process is, it's your process. And if it works for you, it works for you. Great. But you do need to know what that process is and when that time frame is, because at the end of the day, books don't get written unless you sit in the chair and actually write. So find the time that works best for you and also know how long you can write for. Personally, I try to aim for like 30 to 45 minute sprints. So if you are part of my Discord server or if you have done writing sprints with me on my YouTube channel, then you know that I like to go for no less than 25 minutes if I'm doing a writing sprint. But um, in the Discord server where it's just like, it's not for the public view, it's just me and the other authors in there. I like to go for 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes even hour long sprints. I like to have like a solid chunk of time where it's just like, okay, I'm writing, I'm trying to get as many words down on the page as possible, and then I'm taking a break. And the longer the sprint, the longer the break. So if I am sprinting for 25 minutes, then my breaks are usually like five minutes long. Like, okay, we did 25, we're gonna break for five, and then we're gonna get back into it. If I sprint for 30 minutes, then I'll probably take like a 10 minute break. 45 minutes, I'll probably take a 15 minute break. And if I sprint for an hour, I'm probably gonna take like a 20 to 30 minute break. It's all in, perspective of each other I'll say and it's important to know what works for you because what works for one person isn't going to work for everyone I know a lot of writers who cannot write for an hour they have to have like 20 minute sprints and if that's what works for you do that harness it you know do what you need to do to get your book written um I usually fall into a good flow in the time frame of around 30 minutes which is why I like that kind of sweet spot and I find that I get the most out of my writing that way I have also found that I get the most out of my creativity at two different times of the day at 11 o'clock like in the morning right after I have gotten my planner and my agenda organized for the day and right before I get into like the thick of everything that I need to do and before lunchtime where it's just like okay this is when I start getting most of my emails this is when I start being like okay I need to do x y and z and the like impending deadline of the rest of the day kind of hits me but at 11 o'clock I'm like it's still the morning I still have time I'm good to go so then and then also around 11 o'clock at night when it's just like okay I'm tired but I'm still up and like the world for lack of a better term is quiet it's just like I don't have to worry about emails I don't have to worry about you know cooking dinner or cooking breakfast I don't have to worry about doing laundry I don't have to worry about cleaning my house I don't have to worry about you know organizing my agenda I have nothing left to do for the day all the tasks have been checked off or left for a another day and at that point I find I can be super creative and it also helps that you know 11 o'clock at night I can also have like a glass of wine or whatever it is that I'm going to have so it's just kind of like that also occasionally loosens up some of the stress that I build up throughout the day so that I can sit down and write effectively but whatever the time of day it is for you find it harness it so that you can be the most productive version of yourself in 2023. And with that in mind, that brings me to point number two that is really helpful to figure out. And of course, it's going to change over time. But point number two, figure out your actual writing process. 
And by that, I mean, are you a pantser, a plotter, or something in between? And if you have never heard those terms before, basically what it means is if you're a pantser, that means you write by the seat of your pants. That means you just kind of make everything up as you go along. And if that works for you, that works for you. A plotter is exactly what it sounds like. It's someone who has to write out all the beats of their stories. These are the people who do, you know, save the cat or they have the hero's journey or they have a three act structure or a five act structure or seven act structure or whatever makes you happy. You have some way of outlining your story and you kind of stick to that and then you have the things in between and I like to think that I fall somewhere in between I am discovering that the more I write the more I am leaning towards becoming a plotter and I don't know if that's because I write fantasy or because I am writing a series or just because the more that I write the more I'm understanding my own process and the more it's starting to shift and change around me I'm not sure but for me I fall somewhere in between closer to the plotter side. So I have an outline, but they are very vague points. So I'm not writing every single detail that I have to have in the story. It's more like these are the main things, the main connecting tissue in my story. I need to know what that is so that as I'm writing, I'm like, am I going in the right direction? Am I actually getting to this point? And for me, I've realized this because my weakness as a writer is pacing. That's something that I have to actively work on so that I am matching the pace that I want for my story. So knowing that, I have discovered that plotting and being more intentional about which direction I'm writing in is extremely helpful. And if you are trying to be more productive this year with your writing, then figuring out your process is also helpful because the thing is, if you are a pantser, and you just make things up as you go along, it is not very productive for you to sit down and try to plot out everything in your story. You are essentially going to be wasting time and that's what it's going to feel like when you do all this plotting and then you sit down and your characters take over and you're like, I wasted three hours of my life plotting out this book for absolutely nothing. And it's gonna be frustrating. And the opposite can also be true. You know, if you're a plotter and you're like, well, I don't really have a clear idea what I wanna write yet, or, you know, I don't wanna do the plotting, I just wanna jump right into the story, and then you start writing, but it's in a completely wrong direction that you don't wanna go in, or you feel like you've got a writer's block. So your most creative time, you are not able to write because you don't know where to go. That's also basically a waste of time because you're like if you had done your process the way that it works then it would have been a much smoother experience and we all know that when things are easy you're more likely to keep up with them and continue with them and if you are serious about wanting to finish your book then for the most part you're not going to want it to be a trudge because writing the book is the most fun part of it so <laughs> um narrow it down and it's perfectly fine and normal if you're on a sliding scale for this and some books require more planning than others. So like for me, We Are the Origin did not require as much planning as book two in the series is simply because book one, I could make everything up. I could get to the end of the book or get six chapters in and be like, oh, I need to go back to chapter one and change this so that it's cohesive. But now that book one is out in the world, I can't change certain aspects of the world and the world building. So I have to make sure that book two fits into that And that leans me towards being more of a plotter to make sure that, hey, if I'm adding in this character, I understand how they fit in relation to the other characters and their established personalities that have already gone out into the world. So keep that in mind that it's not like some stagnant thing where you have to decide like, I am a plotter, period. That's it. 
never going to change. It's perfectly fine if it's a sliding scale and it's perfectly fine if you start out one way and then shift to another. So just understand that it's fluid. It's something that can change over time, but being able to narrow down what your process is for this project is super helpful or what's working for you right now. That is what's going to be the most helpful in figuring out how you're going to be the most productive. That being said, once you have figured out when is the best time for you to write and you have figured out your process, the next thing you're going to want to figure out are the tools that you want and or need to write. So there are a lot of writing software out there in the world. Some of them are great. Some of them are not. Some of them people swear by. Some of them are ones that are brand new and are untested. So you kind of have to figure out what is going to work with you. And most of the authors that I know have a conglomerate of tools that they use for, for different things. So I know almost no authors who write edit and publish all from the same software so if you are trying to get your book out in the world specifically like self-publish or indie publish your book then you're going to want to know what tools and software work for you so for me I like dabble that is my writing software of choice there are different uh, writing software like Living Writer and Scrivener. Um, some people like to write in Google Docs or Microsoft Word. But for me personally, I like Dabble. That is my uh, writing software of choice. It's got a dark mode. Um, it's got a focus mode, which means you don't see the word count and you don't see your goals and everything else. As you start writing, it just kind of fades out so you can focus exactly on what you're writing in the story and not get distracted by how many words are going up or other things moving on the screen. Um, I also like that it has very simple and straightforward plotting tools. So it has a plot a plotting section. It has a section for notes. It has a section for comments. It has a section for you to be able to like highlight things. And it has a section for you to write little notes and stuff for your different scenes. And it has a very easy um, scene divider, chapter divider. You can add parts. You can have multiple manuscripts within the same document. So for me, I have We Are the Origin and Book Two in the same document, but they're in separate manuscripts so that when I need to go back and reference something, I don't have to do a whole bunch of clicking around and searching through my old documents to try to find the one thing that I'm looking for. So I personally find that to be extremely helpful. And if you follow me on Twitter, then you have probably seen me posting like my word count goals and that comes from Dabble and I honestly live by it. I like it because I can put in my deadline for my book and then I can pick which days I am not working. So I go ahead and put in like I'm not writing on Saturday or Sunday. I don't work on the weekends and I'm not going to plan to have my novel done by planning to write on the weekends because that's an unrealistic expectation for me. I also don't have like important dates marked. So like uh, my birthday and like my husband's birthday and our anniversary, I have those days marked as like I'm not going to write because we're going to be doing other things and that's an unrealistic expectation. But I like it because it adjusts the word count that you need so that you can actually see how many words you need to add to your manuscript. And I also like for me, for me, I also like that it shows when I take something away because part of my process is that I kind of edit as I go along. And that's a whole other discussion if you don't know what I'm talking about. But 
I like to see that like, hey, if I take away 500 words from this manuscript because I no longer like it and I wanna go in another direction, I like knowing that, hey, I need to add another 500 words to get back to zero. And then I still need to add another, you know, 600 words on top of that to meet my word count goal. So that way I have a very clear understanding. Like, yes, I've been working on my document, but if I rewrote the sentence and it was, you know, 10 words in the sentence, and then I rewrote it so that it's clearer and now it's only five, well, yeah, the sentence is still there and the flow is still there, but in order to meet my goal, I need to add five more words somewhere else in this manuscript. And I personally find that to be extremely helpful. Um, I'm not gonna continue to rant about it, but I, it's my favorite. I have tried other software and Dabble is by far the winner for me. So there will be an affiliate link in the show notes if you want to try out Dabble. Um, I also think it's extremely affordable compared to other writing software. So get into it and it saves all your work so you never have to worry about oh my computer crashed and now i've lost all my word words that has happened to me with microsoft word has not happened to me with dabble and my power has gone out in the middle of me drafting before and it was a lifesaver so i will definitely say that um but moving on maybe you're not a person who likes to necessarily type on the computer maybe you like to draft things in a notebook so is there a specific kind of notebook that you like is there a specific type of pen is there a specific type of paper personally i like tool products tul and it's from office depot i want to say but i like them because the paper is a little bit heavier than your normal uh letter paper that you print on and I like that it has very narrow margins. So I feel like I get more space to write and the lines are also narrow. So I feel like I can get more on a single page. And I also like the Papermate Inkjoy pens at like 0.5 because I like a really fine point pen when I'm writing. I don't like smearing. I don't like the rolling effect. I don't really write really neat cursive or print. So I like a really fine point so that I can read what I'm writing. And I like Inkjoy because they actually last and I have had the least problem with them like running out of ink or, you know, like bleeding all over the page or whatever. I have not had any problems with my Papermate ink joy pens so I swear by them um and then also like if you're the type of person who likes to type because I also am one of those person persons I'm one of those persons I'm one of those people um is there a specific kind of keyboard that you like do you like mechanical keyboards or do you like the quiet ones that come with laptops or are you the type of person where you like the ones that's divided so you have like half the keyboard on the left side of your desk and the other half on the right whatever makes you happy Find out which tools work for you and then rock with it. You know, it may not look the same as everybody else. And the purpose of going through all this and asking yourself all these questions is to find out what works for you. And for most people, it's going to be a conglomerate of all of these things. So to be super specific for me, for me, if you were ever curious about my setup, I have my actual PC that I work on when I'm just kind of like, okay, yes, this is my writing time, right? Like I am carving out time to write. I go in my office, I close the door, let my husband know like, hey, I'm writing, please don't interrupt me unless you absolutely need something. And then I go in and I sit down. It's a mechanical keyboard that we built. It's my favorite color. It makes a nice little clacking sound. And I have all of the screen real estate I need for when I have my OneNote up for all the notes that I've taken and I have my desk space for my notes. I 
like I have my candle going and it's all good to go. But there are other times when I'm like, okay, this isn't necessarily writing time, but I need to be comfortable because if I'm not comfortable, I'm not gonna write. So that's the time when I have my laptop. And the reason I love Dabble is because I have Dabble on my desktop, I have it on my laptop, I have it on my phone, it's everywhere. So wherever I opened my document at, it's good to go, it's ready. And I don't have to do anything. There are no extra steps that I have to take. It's just good to go. So. I like that and I also have my notebook. So I have multiple notebooks and they serve different purposes. So I have like a smaller notebook that has all of my notes for my primary story that I'm working on. And then I have a much larger like jumbo notebook that has all the notes, all the brain dumps, the ideas, the characters, the write-ups, the planning, the plotting for every story that I have ever written. And when I finish a book or I finish a story then I take all the notes for that and I bind them up and I put them in a separate journal because it's like okay now these are in the archives I can reuse this journal space for something else because I have like one of those it's not a binder but it's like the circle ring uh notebooks so that you can input your own paper or whatever but it's not a binder it's not like a heavy clip or whatever and I have a hole puncher so that I can hole punch like my maps that I print out or if I want to print something from OneNote I can like hole punch it and throw it in my notebook or whatever the point is there's a system and my system is a mix between uh digital and like actual physical ideas markers etc etc so find what works for you and let it work for you and if it needs to change then let it change because i have definitely become more of a physical notebook person over the years since uh starting we are the origin i have a lot more ideas physically written down than i did in the beginning whereas keeping promises was entirely digital so it's okay if it changes you just have to know what works for you um point number what are we on five <laughs> four four point number four uh your background so the way I like to think about this is if you are the main character of a lo-fi music video, then what is your background going to look like when you write? This sounds kind of strange, but it's also really important because you need to know what kind of environment sets you up to be most creative because the reality of it is everybody cannot write in every space. I cannot write in coffee shops. I love the idea of packing up my little laptop and going to go get a nice little vanilla latte and sitting in a coffee shop and just like typing away and writing my story and then like the people know me and they're like giving me refills and like go Chelsea go you know but that's not my reality okay I cannot write in public spaces because I get too into the story and I'm not aware of my surroundings and you know being a black girl in America I ain't trying to be in places I don't know what's going on around me so that's a no and also I don't feel comfortable leaving my laptop and my bag and stuff in a public space while I go to the bathroom and having to stop every like 30 or 45 minutes to pack up everything to go to a public restroom. No, she's not built for that. So my space, I like to be in my office. I like to be in my house. I like to be comfortable. Um, if you have seen my YouTube videos or you have seen my writing experience, y'all know what I look like. It is not glamorous, but it works. So Find out what your environment looks like and set it up that way. You know, do you need the blinds open? Do you need the lights low? Do you need music in the background? Do you need to light a candle? Do you need to, you know, put on your fuzzy socks? You know, whatever it is, you know, it sounds minor, but knowing what setup works for you will help train your brain to write. It'll be like, okay, so when I light this candle, that means I'm writing, you know, and it's weird, but it works. <laughs> it works. It's like visual and like, what is it? I don't know. 
it's visual signals to your brain to be like, hey, this is what we're doing. It's kind of like if you smell bacon, you're going to think, oh, it's time to eat or it's breakfast. You know, there are just certain triggers that are going to be like, oh, okay, it's time to do this. So basically you are trying to set up your environment so that you have certain triggers where it's just like, okay, when I light this candle, when I put on these socks, when I sit down at this time of day with a cup of tea, then I know that it's time for me to write. Um, and the last thing that is super, super, super most important out of all of this is after you have decided what time is best for you to write, you've discovered your process, you know what tools you like, and you have decided on your background and your environment. The next thing and the most important thing is to set reasonable expectations for yourself. And what I mean by that is do not compare your your journey to someone else's journey because some people can sit down and they can bang out 5,000 words at a time and some people can sit down and they can bang out 500 words at a time you know whatever you can do is what you can do and that is okay it is important not to set yourself up for failure by giving yourself unrealistic expectations you know if you are saying okay yeah I want to sit down I'm going to write 5,000 words every single time you sit down but you're struggling to even get to 1000 words, then you're setting yourself up for, for failure. You have to know yourself and know what you're capable of and what feels comfortable to you. Because if you set goals within that comfort range and you hit them, that's going to motivate you to keep doing it. So for me, I don't write every day, but when I sit down, I know that with ease, I can easily write 2000 words in one sitting. I was not always like that at the beginning of my writing journey. I could only really write about 300 words in one sitting and I felt like I was really doing something. So that is definitely uh, stamina and a muscle that has to be built up over time. So don't be, beat yourself up if you're at the beginning of your writing journey and you're like, I can only write 300 words. I can only write 20 words. I can only write 50 words. Whatever your journey is, it's your journey. But having those reasonable expectations for yourself is important. So if you want to get up to writing 5,000 words and you're only writing, you know, 50 words, be like, okay, this time I'm going to write 50 words. Next time I'm going to write 75. Then the time after that, be like, okay, I'm going to write 100. And then when you can write 100 words easily, be like, okay, I'm going to bump this up to 150. And it's a skill. It's a muscle. It's something that you have to train yourself to get better at. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just put in the training, put in the practice and set yourself up to win. You know, sit down at a time that feels good to write. Know that if you need a plot, a plan to go ahead and plot it out so that you can go in with full force and full confidence. You know, have your software ready. So, you know, you're using the keyboard that you're like, that you like, you have your notebook that you like and go ahead and set up your background and give reasonable expectations for yourself. All of that stuff is important. And I feel like if you can narrow all of that down, you will know what is best for you in order to be productive. But all that being said, you guys, that is it for this episode of the Written in Melanin podcast. If you found this podcast helpful and would like to speak with me one-on-one -on -one about your book or have any questions about indie publishing, then check out my coaching services. I'm always happy to help guide writers on their indie publishing journey. And if you'd like to support this podcast, then please share it with someone you think may enjoy it. Grab a copy of my book, We Are the Origin, from my website, cmlockhart.com, or request my book at your local library. There are links in the show notes for everything. And as always, I appreciate you guys so much for listening. So until next time, I hope your days are lovely and your books are full of melanin.